Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes in defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is taken from Poet's Corner. Podcast 143, Part 6, Book 3, is entitled Milton's Paradise Lost, Free Will, Part 2. This podcast, entitled Free Will Part 2, is a continuation of Free Will Part 1, presented in Podcast 133. In this podcast, we complete the argument given by the Father to His Son, Jesus Christ, as He explains why we have free will. So will fall He and His faithless progeny. Whose fault? Whose but His own? Ingrate. He had of me all He could have, I made him just and right, sufficient to have stood, though free to fall. Such I created all the ethereal powers and spirits, both them that stood and them who failed. Milton said, I made him just and right, sufficient to have stood, though free to fall. The scriptures tell us that we will not be tempted more than we are able to resist. In Milton's words, God created all the ethereal powers and spirits, meaning he created Satan and the third part who followed him. He refers to them as ethereal powers because they were cursed to never have a body. They will remain spirits forever. God also created us, and he rewarded us because we fought with Michael against Satan and thus earned the right to come to earth and gain a physical body. Heavenly Father continues, Freely they stood who stood, and fell who fell. Not free, what proof could they have given sincere of true allegiance, constant faith, or love, where only what they needs must do appeared not what they would? What praise could they receive? In other words, if we were not created free, how could we prove our sincerity, our true allegiance, our constant faith, and our love for God? Only through opposition can we show faith in God. Only those who endure temptation and choose the path set by God show their love for God. Christ said, If you love me, keep my commandments. Heavenly Father also asked how they can be rewarded if they couldn't show proof of their love. How could they be worthy of immortality and eternal life? He continues, What pleasure I from such obedience paid! When will and reason, reason also is choice, useless and vain, of freedom both despoiled, made passive both, had served necessity, not me. The father asks, what pleasure could he have in forced obedience? He did not want his children to be slaves. Two things give us freedom. One is will. Will is inherent in intelligence. Free will comes from obedience to law. God gave us law to free our will to follow our own desires. Another is reason. God also gave us reason or the powers of critical thinking or inductive and deductive logic. Milton states, Reason also is choice. In other words, we are supposed to use our mind, not just our feelings, to help us form wise decisions. The mind is its own place and gives us free will. Using the powers of deduction, in other words, what we call the scientific method, we can logically arrive at solutions to our problems. In fact, the primary avenues of free will are the mind, which gives us inductive and deductive powers, the heart, that we may feel the promptings of the Holy Ghost, the senses, 
sight, sound, touch, taste, and smell, that we may have physical contact with the world and with God. Through our ears we may hear the word of God. Through our eyes we may see the creations of God and partake of its beauty, as well as through the other senses. All of these are given to us that we may have free will. Those who claim that we are mere robots, simply because temporal law is based on the principle of causality, discount the fact that laws have conditions and that we may use those conditions to manipulate the law in our favor. They also discount the other senses given to us by God to help us make wise choices. We are not machines. We are children of God. Heavenly Father continues, They therefore, as to right belonged, so were created, nor could justly accuse their maker, or their making, or their fate, as if predestination overruled. Milton rejects the idea of predestination. We were all foreordained to succeed, and none were predestined to fail or to succeed. That is subject to our agency. We were created to be free. We are influenced by many forces, but we are not overruled by them. We are not predetermined by fate, or by chance, or by luck, or by the wheel of fortune. God does not allow anything to overrule our agency. God gave us laws. Laws have conditions. We choose which conditions we obey, those that lead to immortality and eternal life, or those that lead to captivity and spiritual death. Spiritual death means to be separated from God. We lose agency only when we choose to disobey the laws of God. Their will disposed by absolute decree or high foreknowledge, they themselves decreed their own revolt, not I. There is no absolute decree or high foreknowledge that overcomes our will. We decree our own revolt or disobedience. In other words, we choose whether we follow Christ or follow Satan or follow our own path. If I foreknew, foreknowledge had no influence on their fault, which had no less proved certain unforeknown. So without least impulse or shadow of fate, or aught by me immutably foreseen, they trespass. God is omniscient, meaning he has all knowledge. However, his foreknowledge does not influence our actions. Though God may know what we are going to do, does not predetermine what we do. We all have the power to change, to repent, to alter our course. Because God knows that we are going to repent does not determine our choice, nor does it force us to stay on a predetermined path. Authors to themselves in all, both what they judge and what they choose, for so I formed them free, and free they must remain till they enthrall themselves. Some synonyms for enthrall are to subjugate, enslave, master, vanquish, enchain, keep in bondage, keep under. In other words, Milton is saying that we put ourselves in bondage. We entangle ourselves in sin. God formed us free and will remain free until we enslave ourselves, whether to addictions, to a cause, to a dictator, to a false paradigm, to a movement, or to our own destructive thinking. I else must change their nature and revoke the high decree unchangeable, eternal, which ordained their freedom. They themselves ordained their fall. God created us to be free. It is his high decree which is unchangeable and eternal. For us to be robots, he would have to change our nature, but he will not do that. 
He ordained our freedom. We ourselves must ordain our fall. The first sort, by their own suggestion, fell, self-tempted, self-depraved. The first sort refers to Satan and his angels. They fell because they were self-tempted, self-depraved. They, like all the rest of us, were in heaven in the presence of God. The sons of perdition rebelled against God, knowing that he was God. They denied the light while standing in the presence of the light. They were their own tempters. Man falls deceived by the other first. Man, however, is deceived by Satan and his angels. For example, Adam and Eve never would have been tempted in the Garden of Eden if Satan had not entered. All sin is a violation of the commandments of God. We have agency because we have the ability to commit sin. Sin is brought about because of the following conditions. All are necessary, but none are sufficient in and of themselves to allow us to sin. 1. The Law of Justice The Law of Justice is the absolute law of everything. One is either on the inside of the Law of Justice or on the outside of the Law of Justice. Good and evil, because of the Law of Justice, are absolute. For sin to occur, laws must be absolute. The laws of man, though necessary for order in a community, are not absolute unless they are also parallel with the laws of God. Number 2. The Law of Mercy the law of justice is unconditional. The law of mercy is conditional. The conditions are made possible because of the atoning sacrifice of the blood of Christ. But the conditions are established by the law of justice. The purpose of the law of mercy is to satisfy the conditions of the law of justice. If we do not follow the conditions of the law of mercy, we place ourselves outside the safety of the atonement and must satisfy the law of justice ourselves. Fallen man is already outside the law of justice. Therefore, fallen man, without the atonement of Christ, would be bound to Satan forever. We have a choice whether or not we obey the conditions of the law of mercy or not. Sin is the violation of the conditions of the law of mercy, and those conditions are governed by the law of justice, but made possible by the law of mercy. The atonement gave Christ power over the law of justice and made it possible for us to return to the presence of God. That is what Christians mean by the sanctifying or cleansing power of the blood of Christ. Christ alone has the power to perfect us and cleanse us from all sin so that we can once again live in the presence of God. Number three, the enticement of Christ to do good. All good comes from Christ. Number four, the enticement of Satan to do evil. The tree of knowledge of good and evil was always in the Garden of Eden. But until Satan entered the garden, Adam and Eve were not tempted by the fruit. They needed a catalyst. That is according to the law of opposition. Without opposition, there would be no sin or desire to commit sin. Both Christ and Satan are necessary for our agency. And agency is both the ability to discern good from evil and the ability to choose good over evil. That is the only way that agency can exist. That is, if we are enticed by one or the other. Number five, the fall. Only in this world do we have the ability to choose good or evil. After the resurrection and final judgment, our fate will be fixed forever. That is one reason that this life is so important. In this life, we are deciding the light, power, and glory we will receive in our resurrection. Number six, the opportunity to choose good or evil. 
made possible immortality away from the presence of God through seemingly infinite choices. Number seven, the veil. When we were born on this earth, a veil was drawn over our minds, causing us to forget our premortal existence with God, causing us to forget that we are immortal spirits, and causing us to forget the war in heaven. The reason Satan and his fallen angels cannot repent is because they sinned against God while still in the presence of God. There is no veil over their minds. They rejected Christ knowing that Christ was the Son of God and would become the Redeemer of the world. They willed their own destruction and became sons of perdition, forever outside the law of mercy and forever condemned by the law of justice. The reason we can repent is because we live in mortality in a world of uncertainty, ruled by faith. That is what Milton meant when he said, Their freedom, they themselves ordained their fall. The first sort by their own suggestion fell. Self-tempted, self-depraved, man falls deceived. By the other first, man therefore shall find grace, the other none, in mercy and justice both. Through heaven and earth so shall my glory excel, but mercy first and life shall brightest shine. Number 8. Death. Death is as necessary to the plan of salvation as life. Therefore, the laws of nature are extremely important. Without death, we cannot be saved. That is the only reason that God placed cherubim and flame and sword to guard the way of the tree of life. If Adam and Eve had partaken of the tree of life after taking of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, they would have lived forever in their sinful state, and the atonement of Christ could not have saved them. The resurrection is necessary to give us a new body in Christ, a perfect body, a celestial body, a body that shines like the sun. Number 9. Free Will All spirits have intelligence or consciousness. Consciousness has always existed. God gave our self-existing conscience or intelligence a spirit body in his image. That was the first state in our quest for truth and eternal freedom. The will self-exists in intelligence, but only law can make the will free. Therefore, God gave us free will by introducing us to his eternal laws. All of the laws of God were designed to make us free. Those who focus on the thou shalt nots sometimes disregard the fact that violation of law takes away our freedom, and the thou shalt nots keep us from violating those laws. Most commandments, such as the virtues of Christ, are positive. We were meant to act and not to be acted upon. We decide if we keep our free will or not. There are two sides to obedience. One is not to commit sin, and the other is to do good. Both are necessary. The one frees us from the bondage of law. The other makes us valiant for Christ. Eventually, valiancy will be what we are judged by and rewarded by. We did not come to earth to stay out of hell. That is not our mission. We came to earth to become Christ-like, and that is only possible by imitating his life, taking upon us his name, and practicing his virtues. The argument by Heavenly Father concludes with the following. Man therefore shall find grace, the other none. In mercy and justice both, through heaven and earth, so shall my glory excel, but mercy first, and last shall brightest shine. Because we are tempted by Satan, we shall find grace if we repent, keep the commandments of God, and endure to the end. Unlike Satan, we can repent. 
Many argue unnecessarily over the term free grace. If grace were not free, then none of us would have a chance. All of us sin. None are perfect but Christ. We cannot save ourselves through our works. The resurrection is a free gift of Christ. Everyone will be resurrected, both the good and the bad, regardless of our works. The type of resurrection, however, is not free. Because of agency, we will be resurrected according to the laws we obeyed and the light we lived. Otherwise, what is the point of the New Testament, the Sermon on the Mount, and all the other teachings of Christ, if works don't matter anyway? As long as man has breath, he has the power to repent and change his course and do good works. Those of us who have a physical body, regardless of what our condition is like on earth, did not follow Satan in the war in heaven. We fought with Michael against Satan. That is why we had the privilege of coming to earth to gain a body. Milton refers to Satan and those spirits who fell with him as the first sort, meaning those who will never have a physical body and therefore can never be resurrected. He refers to them as ethereal powers. Satan and his angels all became sons of perdition and therefore shall never have either mercy or grace. They will be entirely subject to the law of justice, which condemns them forever to the hell of their own making. The progeny of Adam and Eve, however, have mercy and shall shine brighter if they meet the conditions of mercy, which is to repent of their sins and follow Christ. Repentance is always possible in this life. Unlike Satan and those who followed him in the war in heaven, mankind may enjoy the grace of Christ, which saves us from the law of justice if we call upon Christ. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.